You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics, ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Hello and welcome. If you're new, welcome back if you've been here before. Today we are finally venturing back into the Building a Better You series. Before I get started, um, (laughs) I've slept funny on my neck. (laughs) So like this whole section here is completely like fucked and I've got a really bad headache and I've had to put a ring light on because I've noticed that the coloring of the lights in this room are quite dull um, and very yellow. So I'm trialing uh, ring light i've noticed that it picks up a pretty bad glare in my glasses when i stare directly at it so i will try my hardest to um (laughs) not directly stare but also give the eye contact necessary um and i'll kind of look to the side just to make it a little easier so you can actually see my eyes slash face so i'm going to try to get comfortable (laughs) without much success uh it's not overly warm in sydney Today we are looking a little bit cooler. I think we've got top of 26, which is a bit of an average day for us here. We kicked off a series at the end of last year as we kicked off season two around building that better version of ourselves or yourself or myself. I was doing some research and I feel like today's topic is extremely common and deserves its own little episode, if you like. Um, And I think that there's going to be multiple parts to this, and I'll explain that as we get into this a little later. We are going to deep dive into depression today. This, for me, feels like it's a very common shared experience, but the important note is depression is completely different to feeling down or sad. There are very large differences between the two. Feeling sad or down is a normal part of life. Do we like it? No. Are there days where we just don't feel like the best us? Yeah, absolutely. However, when sadness turns to depression is where there's this persistent and continual sadness, down, low, uh, lack of confidence feeling that, that... spans over a considerable amount of time. What I want to talk about today is a little bit around the psychology or the thinking behind depression. So let's just start off like what what actually is depression and what isn't depression. So depression is something that affects the way you feel about you. It makes your day-to-day very difficult to manage. So you might, in fact, lose interest in things that you usually enjoy doing. You might feel low energy, maybe trouble sleeping or eating. Some people feel um, often irritable 
or find it very hard to concentrate when they're experiencing depression. There are shared characteristics of how depression is defined. However, once those shared characteristics are defined, there are unique characteristics that you may experience based on you and your chemical makeup and your environment and your support system. So yes, there are commonalities, but there's also those factors that can be uh, slightly unique to who you are and how you live. So if we talk about symptoms, um, I always find this difficult because, yes, they're very common, but these uh, aspects may not indicate depression could indicate something else is going on so I kind of look at the whole symptoms as very broad brushed and um, I take it for a bit of a grain of salt if you like so um, when you are experiencing depression opposed to sadness is this feeling of depressed mood loss of interest in activities that you once enjoyed doing, changes in appetite, you might be putting weight on, losing weight, uh, maybe having trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, maybe this feeling of worthlessness um, or guilt, and sometimes maybe having difficulty actually thinking, concentrating or decision making, um, and then at the most extreme ends, those feelings of death and suicide, which uh, I'm not going to go near today. I feel like I'd need to put in several <laughs> severe trigger warnings, uh, but ultimately let's park that. It is estimated that depression actually impacts one in 15 adults in any given year. One in six will experience depression at some point in their lives depression can occur at any time any age but they say that it mostly occurs during late teens to that uh, mid-20s there's also studies that say that women are more likely to experience depression than men so I guess the point here is you're not alone there are lots of people in this category um, of different you know environments and genders and all the rest of it experiencing something similar so if you feel like you maybe are suffering from depression you are not alone it's super important so I think you know we, we really have to establish that being sad is not the same as having depression and there are normal activities that will trigger maybe being sad as opposed to depression and the you know depression is prolonged and continual whereas sadness is maybe an event or um, you know it could be something like um, I've lost my job or or you know I've lost a loved one or I've experienced a breakup it is expected off the back of that you will have these experiences of sadness um, and feeling down because that's normal right especially when you're invested in something or you've lost a loved one you like that's normal so saying oh I have depression because I broke up with my boyfriend whatever it is no <laughs> you're probably just experiencing something and after a little while hopefully that pain will ease it's not to say that it's not as important as depression it's to say that they're two totally different things and we really need to stop confusing the two it really annoys me and I've said this I think I talked about this in series one I was talking about the use of terms inappropriately. I think I was using terms like, oh, people, people have, you know, a preference for something, like their shoes being in a line, whatever it is. And they say, oh, I'm OCD because of my shoes. 
No, you're not. You have a preference. OCD is highly debilitating. Totally different ballpark. Don't confuse the two. The same goes for depression. Do not confuse sadness and feeling down for depression. Depression is debilitating. It's a completely different space. And I, I really I really do get a bit of a uh, bee in my bonnet when people start using these terms interchangeably because they're not, right? As a society, we really need to just get ourselves in check and make sure, hey, hang on, am I using the right terms here? Am I using the right language before I go ahead and, and say this stuff? So what are the triggers of depression? So we've established depression is this spiraling, low feeling, maybe I'm not able to get out of bed or not able to eat, whatever it is, um, you know, but, but what, what triggers depression? What gets us to that point? So there are um, genetic factors. So maybe, um, you know, maybe it runs in the family. Maybe that's just standard and maybe most people experience something um, mental health-wise in your family. I know that's common and true for me and my family, especially on my dad's side. Um, my dad passed away a few years ago, but, um, you know, he's siblings had mental health concerns um he had his own so i know that that runs in my family so it was not a surprise for me to receive my diagnosis um as i did so you know it is what it is it could be maybe just your personality maybe maybe it's just who you are and it's just unfortunate that that's what's happened i think that was a bit for my dad as well because he was such a quiet introverted um, introspective individual who didn't really express his feelings that much so i feel like for him he kind of internalized and that is you know something that was inbuilt in his personality um, and environmental factors so i think about this one an awful lot so continuous exposure to a particular environment, whether that's, you know, violence or neglect, abuse, uh, you know, it could even be things like the work environment that you're in. And I know for me, the work environment is a really big factor in how I feel. Um, and I know that the work environment that I was in for, you know, 10 plus years of my career really played on my mental health and was not a good environment for me. Great environment for others, but for me, stepping out of it, I was like, shit, this is just not for me. What was I doing? Why didn't this, you know, epiphany kind of fall upon me sooner? What, why did I kind of get to this point where, you know, I was staring 10 years down the barrel to go, shit, this is, this is not making me happy anymore. I don't feel happy. I have suffered with depression in a few different forms pretty much my entire life. I wish that I knew what depression was earlier in my life so I could have gotten the right treatment at a much earlier age. It's important to know that things like depression and anxiety are treatable. The feelings of depression can be beyond debilitating and, you know, there are these days that I know personally where, you know, I've kind of laid there going, I don't think I can get out of bed today. I just don't feel like I'm in the right headspace but I've always pushed myself to get out whether it was to go to work or get up and do something but you know those days where you wake up and you just go fuck like I could just lay here all day a lot of the times um, I found that there was a stigma attached to mental health and depression specifically 
I always felt fearful that if I raised any of my mental health challenges in the workplace, I would be judged for it. And, you know, being a female in, you know, a male-dominated environment to, you know, already struggle with that, so already struggling with the fact that, you are seen, and, and it's not conscious. This is the worst part about it is it's not conscious. Men who are direct and to the point are seen as assertive and, you know, people that get stuff done. Females that are seen as, um, you know, assertive are often seen, uh, defined as being bitchy or, you know, being temperamental. So I was already dealing with that along with the fact that I look really young, I look super young and I'm not. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just my face. Like, it's just my head. I'm looking at myself in the mirror now and I'm like, my vision's really bad. So it's kind of like a blur. But point is, I look young. So not only was I a woman, (laughs) I looked young. Um, I had feelings and emotions which are not acceptable in the workplace. They are not acceptable. And I had mental health concerns. So I was like just staring down the barrel of fucking pathetically uh, not able to do anything I don't fucking know so you know for me it was one of those things I was like shit I can't talk about this in the workplace for fear that it's going to impact my career or my corporate trajectory so I would just be like okay well I'll just uh, keep that to myself and suffer in silence which is what I did this is not great (laughs) this is actually terrible to suffer in silence this is this is not this is not where it's at There are many forms of treatment and for some people it's, you know, psychology sessions with, you know, a registered psychologist. Other people, you know, it's cognitive behavioral therapy and for some people it's medication. Medication is a form of effective treatment. People seem to see medication in relation to depression as something that should be your last line of defense. I don't agree with that. I believe that if it's appropriate, it should be one of your considerations. And, you know, I've got a psychiatrist and I was talking to her and she said, you know, for the condition that I have, the first line of defense is, in fact, medication. So, you know, she, she said, you can do all the psychology sessions in the world. It's not going to do anything. You actually physically need medication to be better. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that being able to accept the fact and going okay I have other stuff that's going on and it needs to be treated via medication is completely fine something else I wish I knew when I was a bit younger was it's okay to not feel amazing 100% of the time you can experience your feelings and if you're having an off day that's fine those feelings should not be minimalized you should not be made to feel you know, dramatic or weak because you're experiencing some feelings. I I think it comes from my dad's side, but I really struggle to share my feelings. And, um, you know, if I'm feeling a bit off, I won't say anything. And it's not until things get really bad that I'm like, okay, well, I better let my husband know that things are not great for me today. But that's not helpful. And I know that. I know that. But that's, you know, that's what my dad was like. And it's not that I saw that and repeated it. It's I think it was just kind of inbuilt in me from him. So I often will keep that to myself until it gets to the point of complete debilitation. And then I'll let my husband know. And so, um, you know, having that support unit is really, really important, whether that's, you know, a partner, a best friend, a family member, whatever it is. I think what's also 
often confused is there are different types of depression. It's not just a one banner that you all get kind of lumped under. There are different types. I'm going to talk about a couple of them just to sort of raise awareness that it's more than just the the banner of depression. There is major depression, and this is also known as clinical depression, depression, and unipolar depression. Do not confuse that with other terms such as bipolar, unipolar depression. This is where you feel sad, down, or miserable most of the time. You will lose interest in things that you usually enjoy, um, but these feelings you have will happen most days over a period of longer than two weeks and it will impact many areas of your life not just one or two but nearly every single one including your work and your other relationships there is melancholia melancholia i'm terrible with my pronunciation this is severe depression which often has physical symptoms and this might be things like slowed down movement sadness miserable and being unable to enjoy anything this psychotic depression this is losing touch with reality and experiencing psychosis Symptoms can include hallucinations, delusions, and paranoia. Hallucinations are seeing things that are not there. And I have had many hallucinations. I will often see things that are not there, hear things that don't occur, or um, I might in fact suffer sleep paralysis, which is if you like a form of hallucination, but it doesn't feel like that at the time. So um, hallucinations are super, super scary. There's also delusions, um, which is this false belief that isn't shared by others. So you might be believing that, you know, there's something wrong with you, you're bad or you're evil, or that you're being watched or being followed. There's also paranoia, which is like the whole world's out to get you or everyone's against you. Um, Or maybe other people... Um, have caused bad things to happen in your life. I often look at that and go, hmm, what's the common denominator, though, if you're experiencing shit, you know, over your entire life? You have to have a look logically at yourself, and then if you're feeling like it is illogical, then maybe it's linked to some form of depression. I'm sure most people would have heard of antenatal and postnatal depression, and this is developing depression during pregnancy in the first year after childbirth. So during pregnancy, around 10% of women experience depression. In the first three months after having the baby, this increases to 16% of uh, women, which is um, quite large. Depression that develops during pregnancy and after childbirth actually have a few different names. So we've got antenatal or prenatal depression, which is depression during pregnancy, postnatal depression, de- depression in the year after childbirth, or perinatal depression, which is at any time during the pregnancy or a year after childbirth. So um, it's not just one category of um, postnatal depression now. It's further defined by multiple other categories. 
There's also seasonal affective disorder, which is an interesting one, but this is a disorder that is attached to seasonal patterns. This might be feeling depressed during the part of the year that maybe you don't like from a season perspective and then feeling lighter and warmer in the months that you do. When you experience depression for seasonal affective disorder, you can experience a a lack of energy. You might sleep too much. You might overeat, gain weight, crave carbohydrates. And it's said to be linked to a variation in light exposure, which is rather interesting. There are many more. (laughs) These are just some of the, the common ones that I kind of plucked out as I was thinking about what to talk about specifically in this episode. There are many, many more. Depression can at times feel like it has a chokehold on you and that it dictates the way you live and feel. And it can make you feel like you have no control whatsoever over your feelings. If you get to this point, it's important to seek professional help. And as I mentioned, seeking professional help is not a bad thing. It's It actually demonstrates a level of self-awareness and to be aware enough that you know that this doesn't feel right or these feelings aren't right is really powerful. Seeking professional help is highly, highly important and might be the difference between, um, you know, a good outcome or a not so good outcome. I have seen a lot of online quizzes that are like, oh, do I have depression? Click here and answer 10 questions. I don't know that that's the best way we should be clinically diagnosing or even just plain diagnosing depression. I think uh, I think it should be left to those that are trained to do so rather than randoms who make uh, random quizzes on the internet in their spare time. <laughs> okay, so let's look deeper though because I feel like a lot of this is quite superficial. So the brain experiences things during depression and it's a change in brain chemistry when you suffer from depression your brain is physically changed so there is a lot of research that's been done that talks about um, losing gray matter volume when you suffer depression and this loss is caused by parts of your brain shrinking due to the hormone control impeding the growth of your brain cells so the more serious depression a person suffers the more gray matter volume loss they will experience so there's a few things so the brain changes in three forms your brain will shrink several regions so one of the most common changes actually seen in a depressed individual is brain shrinkage and um, this is particularly evident in the um, frontal cortex or prefrontal cortex and how much these brain areas shrink depends on the length and severity of the depression being suffered. So it is a chemical imbalance caused by hormone and this triggers the shrinkage. There is brain inflammation. So major depression is linked to cerebral inflammation. While there's no solid 
evidence from experts on whether depression causes cerebral information or vice versa, researchers have seen that the two are closely linked. Studies have also been done that have shown that people who suffer depression over a longer period have greater inflammation. Thirdly, restricted oxygen intake. So researchers are working currently to prove a conclusive link between major depression having an impact on your oxygen intake. And um, they're, they're working on it at the moment and they believe that there are direct linkages and this impacts on the chemical balance within your brain. All right, so let's pause there for a second. This means that the psychology behind depression runs deeper than a feeling or an emotion or a series of feelings and emotions. It is a true change in the chemicals and the chemical balance within your brain that is linked to the functioning of your brain. I like to think about mental health like any other illness. If you had diabetes, for example, would you ignore it and hope for the best? Uh, no, I don't think so. So why do we look at mental illnesses as anything different? Why would we leave a mental illness untreated? It does not make one ounce of sense to me. I struggle with the stigma attached to mental illness. So growing up, there were older generations, and I'm not going to name the generations. However, there were older generations who would look at us younger generation and tell us to just toughen up. And I remember hearing that and just being like, you, that is so inappropriate. It's like those stories that like older people tell, oh, and you know, to get to school, I had to walk five miles and then swim through a swamp and then kayak down a river. Like fucking hell, no one cares. (laughs) We all have our own individualized experiences and I'm not going to toughen up, so fuck off. So I experienced that growing up. A lot of older people say, ah, just toughen up. This generation, they're so pissy, like they're so piss weak. Okay, cool. Then what I started seeing was a couple of years ago, mental illness was seen as something that was kind of cool. Uh, and you you know you hear a lot about it online and these influencers speaking out about oh you know my severe anxiety and my severe depression okay cool but it was almost like it changed from this stigma of oh you're weak to that's cool um, I've got that too and that's where this um, incorrect usage of terms and definitions sprung from people actually sitting there going. I have depression, I'm like such and such, and I have those same sorts of moods and feelings. But no, if you have not been clinically diagnosed, do not use the term because it's not appropriate. And you don't compare someone else's shit to your own. Like you just don't do that type of stuff. There are points for me where I need to pull myself out of the the sadness. And um, if I don't, I will go further into the depression. So we are working currently on daily affirmations in our lives and we are looking at ensuring that the support person is key so when I'm feeling at my worst my husband will say righto we need to get you out of the house whether that's just going up the shops to you know pick up one or two things from Kmart the the supermarket uh you know running to get a coffee whatever it might 
be, but it's about getting up and out, which usually works for me in some form. Just know that you're not alone. So if you're experiencing any or all of this, you are not alone. There are so many people in the same boat, me included. It's a fine balance between living and feeling your feelings versus being in a really, really bad place and needing to be lifted up or maybe seek professional um, help. The other thing that I always like to come back to is it's okay to not want to do stuff or mentally to not be at the right place to do stuff. And it's fine to say no. So, you know, if you don't feel great mentally, it's okay to say, hey, look, I'm not feeling the best. Um, I'm going to take a rain check on whatever it might be and I'll um, try again tomorrow or the next day or whatever it is. There are things that are inside your control and outside. And a big part of it is knowing if it's within your control, what can I do to physically impact versus, okay, that's completely outside the realms of my control. There's very minimal I can do to impact that. Okay, well, I've got to put that to the side because there's no point stressing about something that I physically can't impact. Okay, I'm going to park there because that was, that was a lot, right? Here's the thing. Depression is such a complex topic. I don't think I should sit here talking about this for another half an hour because it's too much content to consume as a listener. So that was just a little bit behind, you know, what is depression? How does the brain function or how is the brain impacted by depression? Um, What are the types of depression? And then what are some of the things that you need to know about depression? I will be coming back to this particular topic in multiple parts so I have plans to dive into the things that you can do when you are feeling depressed and this is not the generic list that you find online when you google dealing with depression or whatever it is and it's like exercise eat healthy listen to music no I'm going to come back to you with a proper list of shit that you can do I also want to come back to you with how to restore your mind moving away from depression how to clear your mind, center yourself and overcome that level of sadness. So there's a lot more to this, but hopefully that today is a little bit of a, you know, dipping the toe in the water. If some of this or all of this has resonated with you, um, then I strongly recommend you look into it a little deeper, maybe seek the necessary advice that you might need. Um, But just know this is a safe community and we are going to build on this and this topic um, extensively over the next you know, a few months, if you like. I am in a lot of pain. So I am going to uh, wrap up and I'm going to go lay on the couch and have myself the rest of my coffee, which was poured, I don't know, several hours ago. I've got this little like thermos thing that keeps it cold. Uh, But several hours ago it was poured. I'm going to go and finish my coffee and lay down and wallow in my self-pity and pain (laughs) okay so in the meantime you can actually hit me up on my socials i have instagram aesthetic vibes pod drop me an email aesthetic vibes podcast at outlook.com visit my website aesthetic vibes podcast.com visit my tiktok dr ames kelly Uh, if you're listening to this and you want to see this drop by um, aesthetic vibes vodcast exclusive to spotify and you will find my video recorded 
uh, podcasts where I sit in my big yellow chair with all of my amazing cables in my beauty room and I, uh, yeah, (laughs) use excessive hand gestures. Uh, If you are watching and you're like, oh shit, I'd probably like to listen to this whilst I'm doing something else, maybe at work or whatever it is, um, you can go to Spotify or any other platform and search for Aesthetic Vibes Podcast and find me there. Okay. With all that being said, uh, I'll catch you next time. Until then, bye!